be shift boss. Okay, radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy all personnel. Yeah, copy, mate. Did it tear you in the vent bag? Yeah, stitch her up there, thanks, Welcome to the N-Techians. You know that's a like a well-known, what would you call that? That's the pronoun in the industry now. You're known as N-Techians. I've heard numerous people call you as that. Oh, I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two, two of the head N-Techians. Macca, no, no point introducing you if you don't know him yet. You haven't been listening, and we've got Damo Green. Sorry, Damo Keen, the 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 green engineer. We've been told. Welcome, lads. Thanks for the Barbie. No worries. Yeah, very long as usual. Thank you very much. Right now, we've been told to we're going to do a year in review for uh, Life of Mine's favourite company. Okay, which means favourite sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much for helping us out this year. Can't thank you enough. No the Intech Legends has been a bloody hit. I love it. I love listening to the stories. So yeah, what a great thing! And uh, we'll keep going in the new year, buddy. For sure, for sure. Now, Damo, Mister Green, uh, you've been you've been brought in today because you have a. Oh, how did you refer to it? Like you do something a bit unique in the Intech building. Please give us the CV, sir. So the first time I've been described as being different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, yeah, no, I've, I've uh, just racked up seven years with Intech, um, but before that I was a um, predominantly mining contract, underground mining contract background, so um, sort of bring, I guess, the skills around um, estimating, project management, and, and that contra- contracting approach to what we do. You're my, my type of guy. Rip, tear, bust. <laughs> Where who'd you work? Who'd you work with back in the day, Dave? I started on a grad program with um, with Henry Walker, um, just as I merged with Elton's, um, and went through that whole that process for fifteen years. Ended up with Leighton's through the different mergers and acquisitions. So when you say a lot of the work you do, are you working with contractors these days, or it's more working with clients when they're trying to engage a new contractor, like tendering process and everything? Is that a part of your role? Mainly helping our clients work through that process, both for getting the costings for the studies um, and working with the contractors to do that, and then as, as the projects move into the operational phase, help them get some tenders out and about and priced and, and evaluated. There you go. Another guru. We've met another Entech guru. Thanks, mate. Right. Well, and we'll talk about what you got up to and the whole Entech group this year. The Entech Year in review, what, yeah. what's happened and what's going to happen. So we'll twist, uh, we've had a mic failure, so we're twisting one mic between the uh, N-Techians here. No what did we get up to this year? So, uh, Matty, it was a pretty full year. Um, yeah, so we managed to keep busy throughout the year, not too busy, in control busy. Um, lots of different commodities we looked at. You know, there was a lot of gold over the last few years, but the shine's come off that a little bit. And um, But more importantly, I suppose, the prices of other things have gone up. So uh, nickel, we did lots uh, with nickel companies this year. Uh, with most nickel companies, I'd say we worked for this year. Um, probably the biggest job was with uh, Mincor, with their feasibility, and um, and obviously they they kicking that in the, in the guts this year and starting off too two new projects in, in the Rand Cambelda. So being a West Cambelda 
birth child yourself, mate. How did you feel being, a, I guess, an integral part of getting the Cambalda community back up and going with some mining oh, projects? Well, as all the locals know, West is best when it comes to Cambalda. <laughs> well, I have heard that on an episode <laughs> before with you. Yeah. Uh, look, it's, um, yeah, take you back to your roots. It's awesome having been born, grew up in the town and uh, work on projects there. And, um, yeah, it's just great to see a bit of action out there again. It's been pretty sad um for quite some time in the town and it's busy again very exciting has there been a lot of people moving back there residential that are working out at these new projects or Mm, not exactly sure i know the town is busier so you know there's heaps going on with goldfields as well so um yeah that attracts a workforce and and obviously with uh, the beta hunt corora and yeah so there's you know it's not just mincor there's lots lots of different things happening around there and yeah it's a good little town so with with that sort of work, I guess your your role, Ntex role in the process. Uh, what I guess what comes to you, and at the start, like like what what is presented to you? So like, how do we like restart this area? Like new deposits. Like I guess what's Ntex's uh, role in getting all this happening? Yeah, um, it all depends. Sometimes we come in at the resource level and help them with the geology resource. Uh, in this case, the resource was brought to us. So we take the, the block models and all the all the mine previous mines and surface data and so forth, and then we design a mine around it. Um, you know, do the uh, optimizations of, of the ore bodies, design development, hopefully um, nice, easy to develop development. No stockpiles uh, heading in the wrong direction or anything like that. Oh, they could be started. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we put all that together and then run a schedule. And then um, we've got guys here to do the cost models. So we do the full cost models and get it to a point, write the reserves report, the reports, package it up and give it to the bank. And then uh, in Mincor's case, Dave can go and talk to financiers and raise money in, on those documents. So yeah, we sign off on that, I think. It was either me or Matt uh, Keenan. Poor old crackers, he's uh, got the squirts, he's home. He was supposed to be in this as well. Has he got uh, the daycare virus, does he? Yeah, he he does. He does. (laughs) He's got the two little kids and... Yeah, he's um, he's a bit, bit afraid to sneeze at the moment. So, I hope he's, uh, um, anyway, tell, if you get on it, tell him to put the toilet paper in the fridge. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been struggle. <laughs> Think of that. <laughs> Just got over a week. <laughs> so we're with the because um, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of nickel to talk about. Um, where did I guess what were the first projects you started working on in this new resurgence of nickel? With yeah. uh, electrification, and uh, as Damo Green is the electrification guru in the building, I've been told, hence the new surname. Uh, which were the first sort of projects you started working on, nickel ones in Australia? Well, we've we've worked on uh, pretty much with all the nickel companies. Uh, so we've worked with Poseidon. We still we still are today. Um, we've done bits and pieces for IGO, um, Panoramic with Victor. Um, still helping them out on ad hoc basis. Uh, Centaurus, um, uh, ASX listed, they're here in West Perth. They've got a really, really good deposit there in Brazil, helping them with that. Uh, Western Areas, we help with them. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. That's about it. And now, is there anyone that you didn't work with that needs a notable mention in the nickel yeah, space? Yeah, our, um, our favourite uh, CEO. He's he's on on uh, LinkedIn more than you. He's the person, <laughs> Scotty Williamson. Um, yeah, still trying to crack it into Scotty, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Scotty, we'll get I'm gonna, there. if you don't engage, I'm going to delete your episode. <laughs> 
It's actually a good episode. It's it is good. It's good for yeah, plenty good for he's he's uh he's overseas at the moment. Oh no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> somewhere. He'll be getting interviewed somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get him we'll get him on again next year. There you go. What about what about the copper side of things? Because that's another um is I guess the another good electrification flavor as well. Um much happening in that space. Yeah, um especially copper zinc. Uh yeah, there's a couple we can't talk about, but um we're helping the develop, um, aka Venturex. Yep. So Billy and the and the team. So we're helping those guys uh tidying up that mine plan. We used to work with Venturex, so we're all over that project anyway. Um but yeah, not a lot of copper in WA. Can 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 you explain why the the, the stock codes changed for develop in the last day or two? Yeah, oh, they've done. A, I think it's a six to one consolidation. Consolidation. The so missus is going off because she thinks we've lost all our shares, <laughs> and she didn't get told about it. And she says we've got less shares. I said, but they're worth more. And she yeah. tried to. I think yeah, she's, she's as a result. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's been a good move. Well, I said it looks better because they're they're higher dollar. Value, I, I so. don't really understand it. Apparently, some companies can't invest in anything worth less than a dollar. <laughs> so what do you do? You just uh, hardly will, you know, cut the shares and the price goes up, and then suddenly they can invest in. Doesn't really make sense there to me. Go. But oh, yeah, well, she thought we lost all our money, so she's never. Yeah, full disclosure. I'm obviously a shareholder. So, well, she is. Yeah. Yeah, hot tip to all the uh, the miners: put your shares in your missus's name. Lower income earner, finance one hundred and one. Oh, it doesn't go all that way. Some that way sometimes. Right. What about the Bellevue side of things? Urge has uh, done a lot of work in the Bellevue. The feasibility. Yeah. They're uh, yep. fully funded, ready to develop. Yeah. Uh, Possibly with develop as per the. Uh, ASX announcement. Yeah. Well, let's wait and see. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's a that's a cracking project. That one. Um, you know, multi deep line. It's a huge um, paddock there of uh, gold seams. So yeah, that's going to be pretty exciting over the next decade or so. Um, yeah. So we did the feasibility, and then we did an update with them, and and Damien's actually doing doing some work with them now. So yeah, they're out to tender and. Um, yeah, we'll see see where that one lands. It's a pretty exciting one. What are, lots what of lots of jumbo meters there, Matty. Yeah, bloody hard as coffin nails are here. Yes, yes. Damo, what have you been up to with them? Your side of things? Yeah, pretty much uh, lots of work with, with, with Sheffield Resources up at um, the Thunderbird Project in the um, top end of WA in the Kimberley region up there. Um, and then also lately lots of work um, with Roxgold on a couple of projects. Um, Overseas, and then the Bellevue uh, tender at the moment's chewing up a, a bit of time. Uh, tenders are in, so we're busy evaluating those. Is your with the uh, yeah shitloads more mining going on? Is there a shitload more tenders that you've been working through this year? Uh, I think it's probably about the same. Um, it, it's probably maybe a little bit uh, slight, slight increase, but it's always been pretty busy, mm. especially this time of year. Uh, estimators and People that do this sort of work don't book holidays at Christmas. <laughs> fair, so, fair enough. So Damien's been with us seven years, and I reckon in that time he's had nothing to do for about three weeks. <laughs> three weeks and seven years. Yeah, so he's been pretty steady the whole whole time. Yeah, there's always something to do. And Dave, Damo helps us out with the productivities as well. So if we want to know, you know, what size loader we should use for this, and you know, on this, you know, how many tons per hour, how many, you know, tons out of this stove. 
you know, yeah, all of that productivity type information we use in our tenders. It normally goes through Daimler. Yeah. What did you speaking of loaders? What did you uh, what did you think about the Komatsu? The new Komatsu loaders coming to the market. Is that getting in your uh, estimates at all? I think it will. Yeah, I think uh, the, the the contractors will be the first to adopt that type of thing. Uh, there's a, there's a few at work, and I think once people get a few more hours into them, they'll they'll understand them a bit better. The the biggest thing will be, you know, potentially changing some of our mine design philosophies to suit this equipment going forward. Uh, not particularly that loader in particular, but but some of the other battery battery equipment. Uh, just just taking. The difference, the differences in the way they operate into the way that we design our mines. Is that is that like, like infrastructure for charging and things like that, or what are you speaking about? It is, and things like um, thinking that we're going to get a sixty-ton battery truck that just replaces the existing sixty-ton diesel truck is probably unrealistic, and we've probably been thinking that's going to happen. Mm. But we, we probably just need to think about how do we change our mind so that we're not, you know, hauling a sixty-ton truck up a steep incline. Uh, all the time. Is there is that looking at things like essentially like only tramming it halfway or like, like things like that? What are what are some of the solutions to I that? think there's there's a, a zillion solutions um, and we just gotta start probably thinking about them a bit more. Uh, and they do lead to you know some of the other stuff that we're probably a bit slow to adopt, like automation. So if you didn't have a bum on the seat, you probably don't need a sixty ton truck. You could probably have a much smaller truck which is a more viable capacity truck for a battery anyway. Mm. Things like that. Uh, one of the projects we worked in, uh, worked on overseas this year, designed the mine around uh, the, the trucks when, when loaded were hauling slowly downhill. So really efficient use of use of energy um, and, and downhill to a shaft and, and hoisting from yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, different, completely different setup and understand capital's an issue, that sort of thing, but um, a different approach. I suppose it, so that'd be the good thing about the shaft you could be able to you at least you'd be able to put solar on it couldn't you because it's on the surface so there's bloody renewable thinking for you well that's that's true and well, what we're seeing in terms of solar and and um you know some of these island power stations they'll be they're up to 60 70 percent renewables so that's that's the way they're going so yeah essentially we'll be operating solar powered uh, loaders and equipment underground. Jumbo, your jumbo would be solar powered. Oh, gosh. There you go. Look out. <laughs> there, don't get me started on electric jumbos. It's, it's, a, bit of a, it's a bit of a sore point for me. These. It's hard enough to get some of these jumbo operators down the hole as it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, my problem is because we're on contract, it's getting us out. So when they want to fire at 5.30 and I'm trying to swindle an extra 50 bucks in the last 10 minutes, there are, I'll get into a bit of trouble frequently there. But anyway, um, we're about those boggers because everyone was either it seemed like they were either trying to get rid of diesel completely go all battery these komatsu just using komatsu as the example the hybrid like that hybrid technology which is essentially seems like they go through half the diesel as everyone else is that like that looks like it might be a good long-term i guess middle a middle ground during the transition because as you said a fully electric battery system just mightn't be not that it's feasible, might not even be possible to haul out of a deep mine. Just assuming if we would do everything the same, if we're going to do a one in one in seven decline, um, you know, greater than five and a half metres high and wide, 
yeah, you, you can see it'd be a struggle to get a, a, a loader in that can bog that as efficiently as what we're using now with the big loaders. So yeah, the hybrid definitely could fill that gap for sure. Um, and it's a, a good stepping stone. And I think um, it'd be good to see see it operating because there's definitely some potential for it to be um, a, a nice machine to operate. Yeah. But because we're, we're so in uh, from us, I'm sure you're all aware of it. But underground, we're so ignorant. Like this, this technology has been on the surface for bloody ages in the iron ore and everything, which is what Komatsu we didn't even know. I didn't even know about it. I was so impressed when they explained the whole concept: the diesel generator power and these electric wheels. I think it's been in the open pits for twenty bloody years. So it's uh, yeah. But then and and up there, they've got one person operating forty trucks. It's, uh, I guess they're miles ahead of us on the automation side of things in open pit. Have you seen, what's your views on getting all that sort of thing underground, autonomous, possible? I've had some exposure to it on the surface and, and yeah, I can't see why it, it can't be implemented more readily underground. Uh, the, the thing we probably struggle with is some of the separation with just a single decline. Yeah. But we could, you know, there's, there's ways around those types of issues i suppose and it is just a, a, a potential bit of a shift in the way we think yeah what about exciting work this year i know i'm sure every project is as exciting and as special as the other one have you had any little pet favorites that you've worked on you don't have to mention names but anything interesting that come across your desk this year uh, i think they're all they're all interesting that's and, and because you get exposure to so many jobs it, it is a real positive of of working somewhere like this. But yeah, there was a job job in America, uh, North America this year, um, starts off a kilometre deep, super hot, ground conditions, lots of water, um, you know, massive, massive um, scale mine. Um, but yeah, we were involved in a, a techni- technical review of that operation. That was really interesting. That was a- How, how hot are we talking? I think the rock temperature is about 90. Like it's 90 proper, you know, proper hot. Yeah. So what's, what's a normal, What's considered a hot one over here in terms of rock well, temperature? Our ground temperatures are, you know, 30, 40, most, you know. Um, a good example, 55 degrees is the temperature of something you can hold your hand on it for about three or four seconds. Yeah. That's when something's about 55. <laughs> so you just imagine what 90 feels like. You're actually burning yourself. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Be, what? How the hell do you approach something like that? And hell's probably a bloody because it sounds like it's pretty close to hell. Um, is that just a, that's just a whole new way of thinking how to mine something like that? Lots of refrigeration. Yeah, just and complete, and a different approach to refrigeration and um, and 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 circulation or primary vent. So. so, so does that does that have an effect of cooling the rock down, flow and and refrigeration, or is it too? Yeah, it takes heat away. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, you know, it's never going to be like Kmart down there. But it's not, not, your, not your frozen food section. <laughs> what, um, what, why is that mine 90 degrees rock temperature and why? Uh, oh, that's to get 30. the geos out. Oh, jeez. Uh, so it must be, must be next to some magma somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, what else? There we go. There's, it, it sounds like there's a big decarbonisation field going on that's supplying the NTEC wages uh, these bloody uh, this year. A lot of work in the – I guess that's why we're all so busy, isn't it? Yeah, um, lithium, um, that's another 
another big one. Um, plenty of that going on. Damo's been doing a fair bit with Pilgrim Minerals. Space, yep. Pilgrim Minerals. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're just kicking goals like you wouldn't believe those guys, Ken and the team. So yeah, great great project and producing lots of lithium at the right time. What what what's the demand like for lithium compared to like nickel and all that? Is it all <laughs> no idea? All, all needed. All I know is all anyone can talk about is batteries, electric cars, and yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm not uh, on that supply side. I don't understand it. All I can see is there's a lot of electric cars coming, yeah. and I think the manufacturers are scrambling for these metals. So um, yeah, uh, Pilbara got a pretty unique method of selling it um, on a bidding system, and they're smashing it. They're, they're getting some really high prices and. Oh, so, well, they're, so they're auctioning off their lithium in a way. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but yeah, they've got their product and they put it up on a website and people bid for it and then they uh, away you go. So it's a fairly unique way of selling selling metal, um, but it's working really well for them, especially in these tight times. Well, there you go. We'll see it. So great reflection, a review of the year that was. What is the, some of the exciting stuff coming up or is it a lot of it continuation? Yeah, look, it's continuation um, of a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about. Um, probably the next year, it's going to remain tight for people, tight for gear. You know, so resources still going to be a problem. So uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's going to be hard on a mine site just trying to get the stuff you need at a reasonable price to do what you need to do. Mm. Way for that all gets bloody elevated once the ships can absolutely come and dock without. Sitting out there, yeah, because we're, we're just got it's a global. Even our boss said they can't even get computer monitors at the moment because it's um, geez, I must have bought them all. Is <laughs> that <laughs> seven rocker? Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> oh, bloody valves yeah. on the jumbo, god, everything, yeah. Uh, you gotta, you gotta plan ahead, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. what any any interesting stuff is you're looking to get into that you aren't into at the moment, or is it oh. maxed out? No, no, we, we're just, we, we don't grow aggressively or anything. We just tick away and um, we're, we're looking for opportunities and different, doing different things. Um, Damien, he's been charged with being, as we've spoken, the electrification guru. So, um, you know, we, we meet with all the OEMs. They've been really good. Um, talk to them about what equipment they've got and where they're going. So, you know, we just want to make sure that we're designing mines of the future. Yeah. Yeah, they, they must think you'd have a bit of power, wouldn't you? Because these OEMs would be like, if we can get in with these Entech characters, they'll chuck us in their feasibility. Well, I have got um, I've got an uh, Epirock branded weather station over there. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that was worth about twenty bucks. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, they uh, Jen Jen bought some a couple of little goodies uh, to our barbecue last week, actually, <laughs> just to say thanks. Um, yeah, we we talk to all of them and and keep abreast of what's going on. Yeah. Haven't bought any yet, though. Haven't bought any. Jumbos or trucks or No, no they're not going to get too many sales there. I'll tell you what, if you buy the hydraulic ones, then they'll be worth a fortune when they all push these electric ones because none of us want to use the electric they're ones. They're going to be like the six-cylinder Land Cruisers. Exactly. They'll be like, pretty much like a Monaro or an AU Falcon. <laughs> they're coming back. Demand to leave them in the box so they increase in value. Yeah, yeah, like those, uh, what are those? Like the Flash toys, the, the common. Star Wars figures. Yeah, 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 all of that. Yeah. Right. Anything, anything for you, Kenny? No, it's more of the same. So, yeah, um, yeah, just more of the same, I think. Yeah, we'll um, try and get into this um, electrification piece a lot more um, and get a better understanding of that. 
and yeah, just keep trying to work out better ways we can implement some of this stuff into our minds. Yeah. Um, a lot of our contractors are leading the way, so we, you know, try and um, try and be the link between those and our clients. Sounds bloody good. Oh, thanks very much, all. Thanks for the Barbie. Thanks for uh, all the support this year. And I don't know if anyone's actually called up because they've heard you on the podcast, but uh, I hope you got some. Oh, well, just can someone please engage Entech and say it's because you listen to Life of Mine <laughs> and Mac and might think it's all been worthwhile. That would be much appreciated. I was referred to you from the Life of Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Life of Mine in the Entech coupon card. Yeah, yeah. Matt Roll, thanks very much, lads. Appreciate no worries, the time. All right, so thank you. Thanks for your year. And, uh, yeah, look forward to next year. Cheers. Good idea. Cheers.